Welcome to the Soul Talks podcast, where we equip pastors, leaders, and other men and women in ministry to thrive with Jesus in their life and leadership. Now let's join Bill and Christy Galtier, doctors in psychology, spiritual directors, and founders of Soul Shepherding. Christy, we were just at our granddaughter Juliet's fifth birthday party. Hard to believe we have a grandchild that's five years old. We've got uh, four littles. She's the oldest. And her birthday party was themed on um, mermaids and uh, like princesses of the sea. And so she had 12 of her little girlfriends there and they were all dressed up like special and all pretty. And there was mermaids everywhere. And uh, there's quite a a charm that these little girls have, uh, so much cuteness. And it reminds me of one of the things that we teach with the Enneagram about how personality can be charming. We, we all, in a sense, pick our personality type. In another sense, there are genetics that go into this and uh, family of origin experiences, and we sort those things out in our, our book, Healthy Feelings, Thriving Faith, which is the source of this podcast. And one of the things that we teach in that book is that personality is charming in a sense of putting us under a spell that we're not really aware of what we're doing, why we're doing it, what our needs are, because so much of personality is actually unconscious. We like to celebrate the differences in our personalities and think it's all good, and if we can just kind of get to know each other and uh, appreciate each other's strengths, everything will be wonderful. Uh, And that's helpful to be aware and communicate, but it's not dealing with the the stuff on the inside of personality that's broken and dysfunctional. And so something we really appreciate about the Enneagram as a tool for understanding personality and relationships and spirituality is that it's really looking at the stuff about us that's unconscious and we are in danger of being charmed by, misled by, uh, put into almost like a uh, uh, personality drunkenness where we're just we're not aware of what we actually need help with, where we're actually broken, where we're actually disconnecting from God's grace. Well, because it works well for us, our ways of coping, which is kind of what our personality is built around, it works well for us until it doesn't. It works really well for us until we find ourselves entrapped in it and we can't get it out. And that's one of the things that we really want people to get an understanding of right use of the Enneagram, because there is a misuse of it that can actually be really kind of powerless, like you talked about, about just celebrating the good things or the funny things. But then there can be a a use of it that's actually very damaging, and that's using it to really judge or really expose people and their root sins in a way that is is hurtful, not empathetic, and not loving. But then the knowledge of the power of it and the root sin that it's all based around, if we really come to understand that as an opportunity to get free and to, that really Jesus is the one who sets us free. That's why we said this is a way to flourish in his love. And so we want to understand that it's not a good thing to be charmed by our personality, to let it control us. So let's look at this for the Enneagram 9. Many of you are peacemakers. 
Uh, we have so many nines in soul shepherding. Our institute retreats, we just always marvel. There's, there's always a, a group of nines there uh, that are the, the peacemakers, uh, the processors. Uh, nines are wonderful people. They, they are optimistic. They see the positive in people. They are r- relational. They're, they're listeners. Uh, they ask great questions. They, they really go on a journey themselves and with other people. And they, they're energized by being with people, but they struggle with energy. They have trouble self-activating. That, that's their, their core struggle. The, the root sin of the nine is called lethargy, and it's a difficulty of self-activation. And so they, they can withdraw because they get tired from all of the listening and being sensitive to other people, merging with other people, not liking conflict, wanting to always harmonize. And so there's a lot of activity going on on the inside of a nine that people don't see. They're, they're, they're calm, they're easygoing, but there's a lot in deep there that's, that's going on that's tiring them out and they're, they're internalizing. They're right in the center of the, the gut triad, which is the anger triad. The eight nines and ones on the Enneagram are most disordered, most struggle with anger. And when they're healthy, have uh, great capacities for uh, independence, assertiveness, uh, being uh, coming from a base of, of strength and uh, purposefulness, directedness. So they really need help with that repressed anger that gets into their body and slows them down and potentially depresses them and makes it hard for them to, to get going. Uh, the, the Enneagram nines are often s- slow to get going but once they get going, they, they, can, they can really go. They, they, they can bring some tremendous uh, intelligence and a, a great work ethic. In fact, many of our U.S. presidents have been Enneagram Nines because they're so uh, collaborative and they're, they're, they're great at listening to other people and then representing that, that view back to, to others. So Nines are wonderful people, but they do have this challenge with the, the self-activation and they do get charmed by like a false piece, a, a pseudo piece, uh, this kind of merging, and they will lose themselves as they listen to other people, as they join with other people, as they merge with other people, as they champion sort of other people's views and reflect that back to them. They can get lost. They can feel like the, the wallpaper in the background, like they're just fading away. And fall asleep to their own needs, not realize that they have some needs. They can also get lost in really offering their gifts and some of the, their specialness, their value, because they are so focused in general on other people and on, on this protective kind of numbing mechanism that can take place for them where they can emotionally numb or try to shut down to avoid conflict, conflict within as well as conflict without. So they don't, they don't want to have conflict with you, but they don't want to feel the conflict they're feeling within either. And so they're trying to manage if, if they're feeling a conflict manifest with you or, or externally, they're trying to manage that. They don't want to lean into that. And then they're feeling the conflict in themselves that they maybe don't agree, but they don't want to show that they don't agree. They want to keep the peace at all costs. And that's where it can take a lot of energy, especially if they are in a peacekeeping role where they are listening and hearing and understanding people with conflictual views. And they can be real good with peacemakers and helping both people feel safe and understood and heard and known and valued. 
But then when they wake up to finding their own position, which often they'll avoid because it can create more conflict for them. And it takes a lot of energy to manage all of that and try to keep all that conflict at bay. So that's oftentimes why why they will numb. And the danger also is that fall asleep to themselves because they're they're putting they're putting so much value on other people, which is really beautiful. But sometimes they miss the value that God has created them with and offering that. As an Enneagram one with a nine wing, my primary wing is a two wing, but I have that nine there also. I had more than nine wing when I was younger, more of the two wing uh, since uh, middle age. I have been in situations because uh, my previous work as a therapist, uh, when I do coaching, spiritual direction today, it very much takes me into that, that can take me into that nine wing, particularly when working with a couple or working with a team or working with leaders that are in relationship and maybe there's been some conflict. And so that, that peacemaking work that nine specialize in, that takes a lot of energy because you, you're really dialing in and feeling for and absorbing different people, at least two d- different people. Might be if it's a team, might be a number of people, and so there's a, a lot that you're tuning into and considering and being sensitive to and being concerned about and trying to trying to harmonize. And so, in that role, it's easy to get lost. It's easy to wear down from internalizing the the stress, the, the the different opinions, the emotions, the the difficulties that different people have. And so, times that I've done peacemaking work, wow, it's hard to sleep then that night. And, and a lot of times I have, have dreams that come up because I'm just like this deep processing way down deep in, in my body and in my unconscious mind. I'm like processing, and so it starts coming up in my dreams, the themes of that, and the stress of that, and. I have a, a much larger than normal need when I've been peacemaking to receive my own empathy and to be able to do my own processing with someone that's going to give me time to ask questions and listen and put energy into me. It can be very hard for Enneagram Nines who, in this desire to keep the peace and to avoid conflict, they find themselves accommodating. They're accommodating other people constantly in order to try to keep the harmony. They value harmony in relationships so much, which is a beautiful thing. But where it causes them to lose themselves is where it becomes a problem. They can get charmed into how accommodating they can be. They can get charmed into thinking, oh, yeah, I'll just go with the flow. Whatever you want, it's fine. I don't really care. But then that can get entrapping to them later when they find they really do care or they really do have a need and they've trained everybody else around them to just dismiss their desires or their needs because they kind of have trained other people to expect, oh, they'll accommodate. They'll they'll go with whatever they decide. They, they don't really care. Yeah, and that's the emotional alarm for the Enneagram 9 is accommodating others uh, in Healthy Feelings, Thriving Faith, we identify the emotional alarm for each of the nine types, and it's the wake-up call. Mm -hmm. So if nines can realize that when they are accommodating others, uh, they're falling asleep to themselves, they're they're losing their own voice, and if they can hear an alarm sound to to wake them up to, wait a minute, what do I think? What's my opinion? What what do I need? What what do I think we ought to do? Um, And what you can do to help a nine and this is great leadership if you're a leader, is what's what a gift it is to have a nine on your team. Ask them, well, what do you think? Draw them out. 
help them express their voice. And you're going to get some good stuff because they've been observing. They've been listening. They've, they've been assimilating things. They've been merging. And they're going to come back with, with uh, reflecting back to you, not just what they're hearing from you, but from everybody and then from their own self. And they can synthesize it and put it out there in a way that it really brings clarity and unity and helpfulness and just a goodness to it. I think it's also important for nines to realize that when we talk in Healthy Feelings Thriving Faith about how they're in the anger triad and how they struggle with anger, many times that's kind of a surprise to them because they're defended against their anger. They're hiding from their anger. And trying to keep that anger at bay is part of what's so tiring and leaves them so lethargic and needing to numb. They often are more in touch with their anxiety because they're feeling anxiety around trying to keep peace and they don't want to, the, conf, the threat of conflict arouses anxiety in them. And so they often are more aware of their anxiety, which is, is true, which we write about in Healthy Feelings, Thriving Faith, is these emotions can stack on each other. And oftentimes we aren't as aware of the, the primary emotion that we have. And so as nines can become aware of that anger and recognize that it's understandable that they would have anger when they're constantly accommodating other people, when they're constantly falling asleep to their own needs, when they've been charmed by their personality of being this great peacemaker, uh, there's that costs them a lot. And to feel some anger about that cost is important to to get in tune with and to get in touch with. Oftentimes this anger will come out in nines in a an extreme stubbornness or passive aggressive ways that people they're in relationship with will feel and run into. And the the nine themselves might not even be aware of that. In other words, nines tend to fall asleep to their anger and we might have a negative association to anger uh, unloving anger is um, sinful and harmful and disruptive in relationships. But anger is a natural emotion. It's not a sin. And uh, assertiveness is important. We're, we're taught in, in the New Testament to speak the truth in love. And so waking up to angry feelings is an essential part of being healthy and holy for all of the types. But it's the hardest for the nine because it's most buried for them. It's most distasteful and unacceptable to them. And the, the ones are a close second because the ones have this resentment. And, and I remember when I was learning the Enneagram and you thought I was a one, I was like, I'm not a one. I don't struggle with anger. <laughs> like I did not want to admit that. Yeah. Well, if, if the nine will get in touch with that anger and have a safe place to be able to explore and understand that it actually will help them in their growth towards their virtue of, of being able to self-activate because that that anger, it's an emotion. It can get them moving in some healthy ways that they need to to activate and to speak up and to bring their value. Yeah, and so and to get them untrapped and uncharmed by their personality. And so, if you're a nine, uh, what we um, are so thankful to offer to you in our book is an awareness of your deep emotions and giving you words for what you were describing, Chrissy, how the emotions stack and that your anger is probably hiding under anxiety and fear or hiding under shame, uh, feeling inadequate uh, and getting words for that and seeing those dynamics between those stacking, shifting emotions 
is so helpful realizing that even down at the very depth there's an underlying sadness because you're sad that you you don't really have a voice you don't really have a place you you feel forgotten or or not noticed and any of us might struggle with this but especially the nines tend to struggle with this and so we're giving you words for your feelings that's why the book is called healthy feelings but then we're also helping you with your your faith your relationship with Jesus and that's the thriving faith Healthy feelings, thriving faith. That's that's the title of the book. That's the theme of the book. And we're connecting these two. We're helping you see that your emotions are not necessarily opposed to a vibrant, flourishing faith in God. They can be, but they don't. They, they can also be friends. They can help us. There's emotional intelligence. Awareness of our emotions is always helpful. And sometimes we get the idea that thoughts are more important than feelings, and that's not a true idea. Feelings and thoughts attached at the hip. They, they work together. So emotions, uh, cognition, uh, feeling, thinking, they're, they're meant to work together. And each can lead to the other. And so we're helping you articulate your emotions and then guiding you into an intimacy with Jesus and a growth in Christlikeness to help you be your flourishing best self in Jesus. And in Healthy Feelings, Thriving Faith, we give you a lot of empathy because that's what you need when you're charmed by your personality. You you might think, well, I don't need empathy then. I, that would just help me get further stuck and, and agree with my personality. But no, it actually is going to get you free because it's going to help you attach to Jesus and his love. And for the, the Negram Nine, you are not the Prince of Peace. You need the Prince of Peace in your life. And so we enthrall you with Jesus by showing you the ways that Jesus is the Prince of Peace. And you don't need to depend upon yourself and your personality for a false peace. So Jesus, thank you. Thank you for our friends, these Enneagram Nines, who so value peace and so want to be at peace. And we ask, Lord Jesus, that you would wake them up to you as their Prince of Peace, the source of their peace, that it's not up to them to manage everyone else's emotions, to try to avoid the conflicts, to fall asleep to their own needs, Lord, but to be able to receive your love, your knowledge of them, your great value of them, and to find the courage to be able to activate and offer your grace, your truth in their life and relationships to be able to show up with confidence and faith in you, alive in you, dependent upon you, and not their own personality or mechanisms for safety. Thank you, Jesus. Continue to grow us each in your likeness. Amen. Hi, friends. We have free gifts that we want to offer you. If you pre-order Healthy Feelings, Thriving Faith, we have three bonus plans The first is with one book, you can get $40 off our Enneagram and Emotions video course plus a free PDF resource on the Enneagram and Emotions. If you get five books, sharing them with your friends, you will get the above plus an exclusive live webinar by Christy and me on the Enneagram and Emotions with opportunity for you to ask us your question. We would love to see your face in that webinar. It would be so fun. And if you would get 12 books for your your community, your friends, your church, uh, your workplace, 
we will also give you, in addition to all those bonuses, we'll also give you a free Enneagram and Emotions coaching session with one of the spiritual directors and coaches that we have trained in soul shepherding. Uh, we are just blessed to share this with you, Healthy Feelings, Thriving Faith. Just go to soulshepherding.org slash Enneagram and you'll get all the details on the bonus plans. Thank you for joining us on the Soul Talks podcast. To find out more about growing in your life and leadership, subscribe to the podcast and visit us at soulshepherding.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram 